Wait, who? Ryuji. There can, he is, that it, motherfucker. Can Ryuji say fuck now? What? Persona? Persona, yeah. What? <laughs> uh, yeah, he was never allowed to say fuck before. I have opinions about Persona 5. <laughs> I have opinions. Oh. Uh, oh, yeah, we started. Dumb butt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we did start i just wanted like i didn't want like a formulated opening i just wanted us to go in and like we just speak about stuff but we are live now we have oh yeah we rebranded this is the week of the rebrand kind of like wwe but not pg-13 so uh <laughs> fuji is now a permanent member hello and this... <laughs> i'm a tattoo you cannot remove and this sure? week we There's lasers for that <laughs> can you remove tattoos? I mean, maybe it's like I don't know. You know, you can tattoo yeah. eyes. You can. Yeah. Like, what if someone fucks up? Like, you can go blind from that, though. I mean, like, I what mean, if you, the tattoo artist fucks up? I mean, I th- I think more people have gone blind for being dumb and looking at the sun than getting a tattoo on their eye. Because most people don't get tattoos on their eyes, though. It's a statistic thing, That's... though. Statistically, <laughs> yes. But does exactly. that make me wrong? <laughs> you mean you're not fucking wrong, but are you you're correct? Not wrong. <laughs> Just like because what? you're correct doesn't mean you're right. You just take a little off the top. Just... <laughs> like, how many waivers do you have to sign for an eye tattoo? Jesus. I don't know, man. <laughs> um, And we are also joined this week by Egg. Um, our boy Egg, what known up, to host the attack on Egg Base multiple times throughout the times of us knowing him. Um, so Egg, this was just like Ant and I first started. I originally came with the idea of like I want to get to talk to people who I haven't been reaching out to as much, mm-hmm. and I was going to be rotating people coming through, and then Fuji just like flowed in so well. So we're like, yo, Fuji. Come join us permanently. So yeah, and now you're here for this week at least. Mm-hmm. So what's up? What's going on? How you doing? Introduce yourself. Uh, so I am the infamous E Double G, also known as Egg. Fucking no one knows me. I'm a fucking ghost. <laughs> but you're not a ghost writer. No. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure no one's going to get that reference. (laughs) They won't. (laughs) No, I actually, I get that one. That's really long ago, though. I know, but that's like, oh, you mean everyone else. That's like 16, 17-year-old me fucking. (laughs) That's old. I feel like this is something that I should know that I probably don't. Uh, I wiped it from my memory. Isn't it M2K who was the ghostwriter? Yes. Okay. Uh, when uh, he was crashing on people's couches and uh, leaving uh, written messages and white ink. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I remember this. Uh, in terms of the week, uh, not too much going down. Uh, finished another Sucker Tyson kit. Uh, my AC is fucking not working right. So my house has been 
mid to high 80s, low 90s sometimes with the heat wave last week. Sweet Christ. Oof. Yeah, that sucks. Indeed. Mid to high. You're oh. like one of the first people I knew of my friend group who had a house. And like, I think I appreciate how much like your house was like always spotless and like how you designed it and everything. I know nothing about design. So like before me and my fiance moved in together, like all my walls were just empty. I was like, yo, all I need is a bed and a couch. <laughs> yeah, I remember I went to your place once. <laughs> That's the feeling. <laughs> I, I definitely asked you, did you just move in or are you moving out? <laughs> it's a comfy yeah. couch there. Was. I, I want to say like you didn't even have you you just had a very basic TV stand. <laughs> it was like a crate. Or oh. it, was, it was just the TV and then like your PS4 was on the floor. <laughs> and then the couch. You had the one table with like two chairs, three chairs Four. maybe? Four. Four. Okay. And and then your kitchen and that was all I saw. Exactly, man. That's all you need. That's a home, technically. Yeah. That's all you need. Uh, there's nothing wrong with the minimalist <laughs> lifestyle. It definitely <laughs> saves you money on furniture. AJ's the living embodiment of the one picture where <laughs> there's like the PS4 in the corner of like a beach house. It's the only thing with like a fold-out chair. <laughs> Damn, bitch, uh, you live like this? <laughs> there is a Reddit design, like, I think it's guys setups or something like that. Oh, fuck. I I think or I it's just like all these guys who post stuff and it is like literally just how my apartment was. <laughs> just like bare minimums, like fancy ass monitor or something like that. But it's just like a bed, maybe a PS4 on the floor, stuff like that. I can't uh, remember the name of that. Oh. There was, I, I remember distinctly there was a game developer who made something that was really good. And he posted he uh, he posted about like having some back problems with the way uh because he doesn't sit right and then he people were asking like well what's your workstation his workstation was two cardboard boxes with his monitor on top <laughs> oh and the keyboard my and mouse right there god and then just like a a dinner chair like a dinner table chair oh my god <laughs> or something and then he had like the two speakers right behind the monitor. And it's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> That's, you know, honestly, you know, simplicity, simplicity is key in life sometimes. Yeah. I mean, who are you looking good for? Unless there's someone else there, then you better start looking fucking nice. Put a picture up. Uh, what was it? Uh, live, laugh, love or some shit. <laughs> like, put that shit on your wall. Put a gram. No, nah, don't put that on your wall. That's like <laughs> as basic as can be. I'd rather have a like wall with nothing on there. I'd rather have a wall with my cat's feces smeared on it than that thing. I want you to really think about that. It's gonna smell. <laughs> yeah. At least for a while. Eventually <laughs> it'll it'll fade, but then you know, it's just your apartment that smells like cat shit and you're just not gonna <laughs> notice because you live there. Someone's gonna come in. What's that smell? I don't know. It fucking reminds me. Um, it was a few weeks ago. Uh, for one reason or another, it suddenly became 
need to know knowledge about what whether certain celebrities shower or not. Oh. No. I don't, I don't know. Is, I don't know what started it. I don't know why. But fuck? all of a sudden they, I kept seeing people like ask celebrities, hey, do you shower? Uh and The Rock was like, I shower three times a day. And people were trying to say that was not very masculine of him. And he's like, dude, I wake up at 4 a.m. I work out for two hours. I need a shower. Then I go. <laughs> and then I have my midday workout. And I need another shower. And then I have my evening workout. And I need another shower. I am clean. <laughs> so I know what you're talking about. Because I've seen this, like, almost for the past week, I think. On Twitter, tons of celebrities have just been coming out like, yeah, I don't shower at all. If you stink, uh, don't wash it unless you stink. And it's what? like, no. <laughs> yeah. Ashton Kusher, Mila Kunis. Bro, yo, money do crazy shit to people, yo. <laughs> and they're just, they're like <laughs> normalizing this. And it's like, no. Just don't wash, bro. You got enough money to not wash, man. <laughs> I, I remember someone making a post saying that oh my husband doesn't shower he showers maybe like once every three months or something it's not bad it, it, it doesn't smell um and, and, and the first response was you know when you live with a like there's just a pile of shit right next to you where you are and you just you're there every day and eventually it becomes the everyday smell so you don't even notice it anymore but as soon as you open that door, the first person that see, that's in a uh, shot of catching a whiff is going to fucking die. <laughs> Melts like the Wicked Witch of the West. Fucking, that's three, three months? Man, you must be crusty in every spot. Jesus Christ. Ugh. Yeah. Hell. The fucking, um. Yeah, so. Nope, I'm the opposite of not washing themselves celeb. Shower cold when I roll out of bed to get my day rolling. Shower warm after my workout before work. Shower hot after I get home from work. Face wash, body wash, exfoliate, and I sing off-key in the shower. (laughs) (laughs) And I sing. Um, Fucking stats. You need, like, some type of music. Like, I don't blame you for singing. You need music to take a shower? Yeah, hell yeah, man. Dude, I just fucking... I, was, I, I just shower. fucking take a shower. <laughs> I go in and I top down and I'm like, bro, I'm fucking clean. Let's go. I've got a speaker in the, sh- in the bathroom here. I just run music through when I'm in there. Ah. Hmm. I'm going to shower. I'm in there to take a shower, not to serenade myself. But you know what? No, that's fine. You do you. Do you sing when you wash your hands? Yeah. I mean, if you want to, that'll help you. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, you what? Sing uh, Happy, Happy birthday. birthday. Yeah. <laughs> well, while you're washing your hands, get the timing right. There's definitely <laughs> a couple children's songs that are just like, you sing these songs, and this is how long it's supposed to take you to finish properly wash all these parts. Yep. So I never I, learned any of them. I never learned this technique. Holy shit. I learned I, of them. <laughs> <laughs> but you know don't really learn them in spanish households ah mm. um i got into a habit of it from like 
all those times I will be going out, like with Rob or like other people, like I can't go out unless I'm mentally in the mood. So I have to like play like party music to hype myself up, as well as drink like a shower bear. <laughs> well, it wasn't bear. Party like, up in there. Party up. Actually, that's yeah. pretty hype, but it does make you want to fight somebody. Anti-up. I don't want to fight. <laughs> Yo, anti up is it? That's a Robin song. I'm not trying to rob anybody. <laughs> well, no, no, no. You see, you you get in the shower, you play party up, you know, get that DMX blood flow going. And then uh, as you're finishing, it switches to anti up as you're drying off. And you're like, all right, yeah, yeah, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, all I know is that. There's the Madoka version. Yep. 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 And you know what time it is. Bro, all I ever wanted to do, <laughs> like FGC wise, was basically top eight CEO where you got to walk into entrance music and use the Madoka Annie up as my entrance music because of my tag. <laughs> I hope you fucking find the time to do that. In well, your life, they stopped man. they stopped doing uh great interests yeah so like i got i've got two top eights at ceo and neither of them were games that had entrances that fucking sucks yeah reminds me of um i forget which one had it but they did uh wrestling entrances yeah ceo so yeah well ceo yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what we're talking about and i wanted my my entrance music to be any up but madoka version um (laughs) So, I mean, egg. otherwise, there's nothing else going on with you before we uh, pass the torch. Not really. Um, picked up Humankind. Uh, and also, uh, Fuji is too young to know about 4X games. So, yes. I have uh, poisoned his time. Legitimately? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. I, I think it's more like toxic or some shit. Like, what's, what's stronger? I have had like 20 hours or some shit maybe less maybe 15 or so sucked out of my life by fucking forex games this shit's actually way more interesting than i thought it was like i haven't uh i played a lot of goddamn games so explain this to me because i do not know what forex games are uh so forex stands for um da, 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 explore expand exploit exterminate uh they are games similar to uh art uh, real-time strategy games like uh, starcraft mm-hmm. but these ones in particular would usually be civilization age of empires uh you start with one unit you build a town or a city and you start just building your own empire and there's tons of these games out there and uh what was the conversation we were, we're... I think we were talking about cereal? Mm-hmm. Uh, when, when? What day? Uh, when I found out you didn't know about 4X games, like Age of Empires. We were probably talking about what cereals were good or some shit like that. And then we went back into old-ass cereals. One of, them, one of those motherfuckers didn't know about Honey Smacks or some shit. Yeah. Uh, and I was talking about how uh, the, when you were growing up at that point, it was almost impossible to not have a copy of uh, Age of Empires. It was like an AOL CD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they gave it out in serial. That still baffles me. 
I they have whole like, ass games in cereal. You wouldn't see that nowadays. Fucking, uh, you're fucking crazy. Chex Quest got a remaster. Bro, I don't know what that is. <laughs> you know Chex Mix? I was hoping it wasn't attached to the cereal, but all right. Yeah, it is. Yeah, so yes. uh, in the 90s, they made a game called Chex Quest. It was three games. Of course. And you bought the Chex Mix cereal and you got the game. And then you played it and it was one of the best games that you would get for free by just buying cereal. Because all it was was a Doom clone. What? Yeah. <laughs> it, it, was, it was a reskin of Doom. Uh, your gun was now a, a Zorcher and something. And you're like, I, I don't remember what the enemy was called, but you're fighting just like slime people. And you're not killing them. You're just teleporting them back to their home planet or whatever. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. And it was because it was based on Doom. It was really good. The, de- the level design was also good. And it was so popular that there are actually mods for it. So the same th- way you had like Brutal Doom mods, there's Brutal Checks mods. Yo, someone has speed run this game. Hold on. I'm going to look. Oh, for sure. Out. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> the, if the game is anywhere near as good, that means that I can find this shit in a heartbeat. You know. Um, but yeah, there, there was Chex Quest and then there was uh, Age of Empires that was given away, I want to say, with uh, Chex Quest Brutal uh, Doom. What? Uh, what are the popular cereal brands? One of the big things that I remember, and this randomly came up, uh, like in conversation at some point as well, like just on like Twitter and other discourses, was the uh, the Pizza Hut demo discs back in like the nineties. Yes, I still yeah. have mine. Yeah, those things were actually mad good. A lot of people were talking about how they actually hadn't, like, they didn't have a PlayStation One. Which was the only thing that the demo disc was for. They, you know, they either had like an N64 or whatever, but they didn't have PS1. And they were like, I was so jealous because this thing was so fire. And like, I would have friends that would have it, but I wasn't able to go to Pizza Hut and get one. Wow. <laughs> you, you know, the, the you want to know the best part about those discs is because this was back before we had uh, hard drives to install your games with, um, all those demos were made before the games were actually done. So they're actually beta builds. So oh. you'll find uh, with certain games, like uh, on one of them, I want to say it was Crash 2, or I want to say it was Crash Bandicoot 2. It's on one of the demo discs. The sound effects aren't even in place yet. Uh, levels, uh, the Medieval, I want to say Medieval was on one of the demo discs as well. Uh, you could see that uh, they put they actually put a sign in the game to block off a section that they hadn't built yet. Um, but if you look at those demo discs and you look at the full releases, you'll see some of the games don't have the same level layout or sound effects are missing. Things like animations aren't in place yet. And you could just see that these people were were working on it and they're trying to get the word out to generate the buzz. As opposed to now, the buzz is just 
hey, are you a AAA studio? Say something, and hey, look, everyone wants it, regardless if it's shit or not. I was going to say, or you just release your game in that state anyway and call it early access. Yep, just release unfinished games, dude. Let's go. So someone, I remember seeing this point brought up, and it's kind of sad that demos went the way it did, because people say, like, one of the reasons they pirate games is strictly because there's no demo, which I can agree. I mean, I'm not saying uh, you, should, you should pirate a game, but I can agree, like, want to test something out before you buy it. Uh, the uh, uh, Gabe from the guy who runs Steam said mm-hmm. it best. Piracy is more of an accessibility issue than it is a financial issue. If yes. There's no way to get it. People, or rather, if there's no easy way to get it, they're just gonna pirate it. Yeah. Uh, and I know, uh, for me, that was true with uh, particularly uh, music and games because most of the stuff I listen to is from overseas, and I can't just buy it digitally. Yeah. So I would just <laughs> download it and then listen to it, watch it, play it, whatever. Yeah. I agree. Like, I agree with that as well. Because, I mean, I think to, like, so many of the games that, like, aren't as easily accessible now, especially as, like, certain games get left back in time, like, if your only option is to pirate it, it's not really your fault. It's the people, I mean, they've remastered so many games now that, like, you can easily just re-upload certain stuff and... Like anybody who pirated, uh, what was it Scott Pilgrim versus the World in that yeah. time frame where it wasn't accessible? Like I do not hate on them at all. I mean, that's one of the big things that like Nintendo is currently and has been going through for a while is they've been essentially suing any ROM hosting websites, and like we're not talking like slap on the wrist to get people to stop. Like straight up, this dude that works out of his basement or whatever for this ROM site is like now sued for $20 million in damages. What fucking damages? You're trying to sell all your games for $60 no matter what time they're from. It's well, that's well, the it, thing. It's it, not it, even it's, about it's not even it's not even that. It's the games that they aren't selling anymore. Right, exactly. Like you want really? ROMs of games from like Super Nintendo like or a big one is like Game Boy Advance games, right? Like GBA is yeah. <laughs> very easily emulatable and my, my emulators for GBA work really well. Yeah. And there's no, they don't put GBA games on the eShop. Right. So like if you want to play a GBA game short of just owning either a original fat DS or a working Game Boy Advance, and then overpaying for the cartridge because now they're like rarities or whatever and will cost a ton. Don't forget GameCube. Uh, that's true. Or if you had a GameCube uh, GBA player. But also because of Melee, GameCubes are fucking expensive. Thanks, Melee. Um, Game won't die. It should have. Um, wow. <laughs> but... Like, it's it's just annoying because this is that exact same situation that we were just talking about where there's no easy way to play GBA games, which has just straight up some of those fire games that have ever existed between Golden Sun series, Metroid Fusion, Advanced Wars, like, you name it, right? And now they're cashing in specifically on basically remastering or re-releasing these games onto easily accessible 
situations, like either eShop or just straight up remasters that they're going to charge full price for. But the worst part about that, even then, it's like they still don't learn their lesson because they're just like, they are still authorizing you to pirate because they're like, hey, we brought Mario out of his grave or want to kill him in three months again. So if you don't own this game, might as well just pirate it again. Are oh, you talking about the uh, uh, the anniversary collection? Yep, as well as the Fire Emblem game. And Fire Emblem 1. And yep. This is this is a really weird thing. It, it's one thing to create scarcity with a physical object. It's another thing to do it with a digital. Yep. More importantly, a digital one that doesn't require any servers to keep up. <laughs> yep. Fucking Fire Emblem is like a six kilobyte game. You could sneeze more kilobytes than that. <laughs> it's like when I sneeze, I sneeze a whole fucking meg. <laughs> At least one. <laughs> uh, it's like when I try to think about it, it's like it's like from a business standpoint, I don't know why they don't do it. You're making money. You don't want extra money. I don't I think understand they, what the issue is. I think they want to more specifically time re-releases because of like how hard it is to get things around promotional time frames. Uh, we mentioned with like Metroid Dread coming up, like I think one of the big things that's going to end up happening is we probably will get access to Fusion one way or another, whether it be eShop that, for the 3DS or something um, to promote dread and there's been rumors swirling about metroid prime trilogy on uh switch since the switch has come out basically <laughs> and i yeah, but it'll happen for sure but not i don't think so I, not, I, not for prime well it's when prime 4 is going to come out uh, i i maybe, i would put money on it they, it already really exists. weird the the problem with the company as a whole is that they're a Japanese company. <laughs> Thank you. I was coming to that next. Um, Go ahead. Because if you look at it, they have they have their own ideas, and they always go with their own ideas. And if you actually pay attention, you'll realize that they, in general, they don't care what Westerners or other people think. That's why, fucking. Nintendo Online was still running on Windows XP servers. Sweet fucking Christ. <laughs> or why Virtual 5, the new, the release that came out had fucking Blitz Netplay code. No, it's not Blitz. It's Absorb. It wasn't Blitz? No. I, I thought it was Blitz. My bad. No, 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 no. It's completely different. And that uh, Ultimate Showdown has they went a very weird direction with that netcode. Because they could have just done peer-to-peer -peer and just called it. That would have been easy. Um, they could have done rollback. That would have been optimal. But they went with Absorb, which uses Google Relay servers to talk and shit. It, is, <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Because not only is matchmaking it essentially everything had to route through the google relay servers but they didn't rent that many servers 
Uh, they sure just went blitz net play there, man. Uh, giant patches of fucking the planet that are not covered. And you know, if you live fucking three minutes from one, you're 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 got like you're fucking Gucci. I hope you're a goddamn uh, a fan of the game. I'm trying to find the image. So while no, I guess. While Egg is finding that, do you guys know what Blitznet play is? What is I, no? I've never even heard of it. Oh boy, sounds cursed as fuck. It is. So you know how you're playing delayed base and you hate when one it's delayed and your inputs aren't coming out, and then two, whenever there's a lag spike and you know you miss something that's time, you would have got had there not been a lag spike or anything like that. Yeah. So what Blitznet play says, you can play with somebody else. You don't have to worry about delay. Because okay. your inputs will always come out regardless of what's going on on the other end. Wait, so you're playing a single player game is what I'm hearing. Yeah. What? I mean, it's taking the other person's inputs, but if you guys like become desynced or anything like that, you're always priority on your side, at least. Hey man, <laughs> I won that first to ten. No, you yeah, didn't. so it's gonna be like the Street Fighter Five these things where the two people just see completely different things. Yeah, <laughs> whoever finishes like their round first the time. actually gets the win. <laughs> all right, so uh, it's just speed running the opponent's life bar in training mode. Ah, uh, here we are. So, so I just threw up the image of the Google Relay servers that they got for Virtual Fighter Five Ultimate Showdown. It's crazy. So you can see America. Or rather, the United States has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven of the eight relays in North America. South America gets one in Sao Paulo in Brazil. Africa gets no one. Gets They're none. not allowed to play. <laughs> Just no. <laughs> Europe's got nine, not including Russia, which has zero. And then they've got some spread in the uh, East Asian area and one in Australia. God, that is sad. <laughs> it's and and because of the way that it works, um, you might not even get to your closest relay on matchmaking. It might relay you to a different one. Because uh, I heard of, I've heard people. I want to say in Africa, connect to Zurich and end up fighting someone in South America. <laughs> oh, Lord, what <laughs> the fuck? Yeah, that's what I heard about that. I remember that. Uh, uh Pinnacle. Of I'm, I'm super happy that they finally did something with Virtua Fighter. But they cut content and they changed the net play to this. And, you know, you live near one of the relays. It's fine. Uh, you don't. It's not fine. And then the game also launched without the ability to make uh, private lobbies and invite your friends. And I'm like, come on. Oh, yeah, that lobby system was cursed as fuck. It took us a minute to fucking actually play. 
yeah, uh, they they have since patched in the invite feature, so you can finally get you know you can finally play with your friends very easily. But the problem is that needed to be there at launch, not three weeks later. Hey man, Guilty Gear Strive didn't have those features at launch either. <laughs> you know what else it didn't have? Hmm? What didn't it have? What didn't it have? Tell me. A good game. Correct. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just funny because it was supposed to have all of those features. It just didn't. Don't worry, man. Yeah. They're working hard on bringing in to make sure you can do characters' moves in the lobby system. I God, God damn the fucking lobby system. <laughs> I, Someone, for, for a company that can make really pretty fighting games, their priorities are all fucked up. <laughs> I'm saying somebody's... Who's calling me? I'm not answering the phone. Oh, it's my mom. Uh-huh. Hold up. Hello, mother. I'm busy. How are you? <laughs> I have not looked at my phone. I'm sorry. It's been over a week. Uh, sorry, ma'am. Uh, uh, yes, I'll give you a call in an hour. Love you, too. She said, she said, ill. <laughs> Good. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, Arxis is shit at designing game. Yeah. Uh, Fucking. Every time I look at DV Fighters, and I'm just like, who thought this was a good idea? The gameplay? Why, do, why does it? No, no, no. When you boot the game up, how do you oh, get to match? Yeah, you're right. I forgot about that. Oh, oh. you mean like even just to play offline? Like there's no menu? Yes, there's no menu. Yeah. When you go online, you get tossed into a literal fucking like, uh, I don't even know if it's completely fucking random, but you don't get to pick the lobby you're tossed into. Yeah, no, it, it's it is random, and then you can just you can change it, but even that is not like. But why? Why do I have to? Do basically, this? someone at the top level of design and and uh, Arxis had a really huge hard on for VR chat and Second Life <laughs> and all those type of games, but he keeps getting put to design fighting games. And I'm like, man, this is bullshit. It it <laughs> it really is getting annoying where like every single new fighting game has to attempt to recreate the lobby system for online play and it's like yeah bb did the the floors with the little like chibi sprites that Mm -hmm. you know were at arcade cabs and then persona did something similar but then they used like little 3d like boxy models and then tag did persona style but like newer mm-hmm. models or whatever i guess and then strive did whatever the fuck strive did the ugliest looking thing i've ever seen yeah that was the worst one <laughs> so bad and it's just like it's so tiring and then even games that aren't doing it this way like looking at street fighter 5 when it came out designed like the entirety of like cfn or whatever to have online matches and I just remember finally the days of like, you know, 
original P4Q. Game have menu? Where I clicked a button on a menu, and my little name went into a slot on a bar. And then I fought whoever's name came up under me. Wait, Street Fighter 4. Fucking, uh, I'm I'm happy that uh, Sega has not gone that route with their games. Not that they make that many fighting games, but uh, VF uh, VF Five Ultimate had a little interesting addition. When you boot into the game, it actually reaches out through its servers, and it will just show an active game. It'll show two people that are already online playing on the main menu so even if you're idling on the game you can actually just watch and you can watch matches happening in real time that's it and then it still has the the regular menu so you can just find what you need click the button get into a match start actually playing i like, the lobby system in the beginning of fucking Tribe was really frustrating because you just... The password part was mm-hmm. really annoying. You... Everyone else had, like, the What was it? Everyone else had, like, the same password. You had to, like, RNG gotcha to find your friend. Yeah, I mean, it just straight up didn't work. It just didn't work. Yeah. It's just the most annoying thing. It's like, this got by. Like, why and how? Did this get by people? I mean, on the topic of like people uh, or game devs, I guess in general, just hating menus entirely. Like this isn't even just exclusive to fighting game or fighting game lobbies. But one of the biggest examples that I remember of like when this started to happen, and I hated it. Uh, and I think this is like an unpopular opinion of mine, but um, the Need for Speed Underground series the original game pretty much the the only the only gameplay was the racing and the car customization everything else was menus like you would just choose to go into a race do the race and then you go back to like your hub or whatever yeah and then need for speed underground 2 became an entire open world game where you basically had to drive your car to every single race that you wanted to go to and I hated it, dude. I was like, it takes so long to boot the game up, and if I want to go do like side missions or stuff, I have to literally drive my car to wherever the hell that is to do this side mission race. And I remember, I was like, why couldn't I just have my menus back from Underground 1? And like that was, I think, the first time that I really started to realize where just developers hate menus and they were doing whatever they possibly could to basically remove menuing from games. Uh, Essentially the idea is to give you more engagement as opposed. So you have more quote unquote gameplay rather than menu management. Um, I actually kind of like the idea of being able to drive to uh, where the next race is and all that, because that gives you the ability to, basically scout the area and figure out the pathways because if you if you know where the start point of a race is you're coming from a certain direction where the race is actually going to take part in you're going to start familiarizing yourself with the territory so on the one hand i like it 
on the other hand, I definitely see where you're coming from. Because uh, that was also something that was reversed on Sega's side. Because Sonic Adventure 1 was complete open world. And you had to go to each part of the world to start the next stage or story segment of cutscene. And I had a problem with that because I'd want to like rewatch the story or redo a segment, but you had to start a new game to do that. Then they came with Sonic Adventure 2. They got rid of all that and just made it menu selection and select which stage, story, part you want to do. Mm-hmm. And then I kept waiting. I was like, all right, can we just combine these two ideas into one for Sonic Adventure 3? And... uh then we got Shadow, and I was like, this is weird, but I dig it. <laughs> hmm. uh, let me see. So, Fuji, mm-hmm. what's going on? Tell me about your week. Uh, on my end, uh, let me see, my week. My, work, my week has basically just been, you know, basic work. Uh, nothing too much new. My time has been stolen away by Civ, uh, not directly playing it, but being channeled through Egg. Uh, I believe I talked about the audit before. I don't know in particular how that's going anymore. Things have gone silent. I want to hope it's going okay, but I'm not sure anymore. Uh, what else? Mm, nothing much has changed, but I do want to say how goddamn sick that uh the forex fucking forex games are <laughs> it's fucking uh you're starting from the beginning of time so you're just like uh okay man you fucking you make cities and shit and you choose how you want to go down a development path for like your city you know there's uh technologies uh there's people who hate you. There's shit you want to build. Depends on the land that you're on, too. Like, if you get stuck on an island, eventually you want to do something with the water. But then some guy just randomly pops up from, I don't know, Indonesia, and he's like, I'm your boy. And Indonesia is actually your boy. Yeah, he he really... That, he lucked out <laughs> with having wine in the territory in uh, dumb, dumb Bitch Fujiville. Mm-hmm. You know, we had wine. And Indonesia's like, yo, yo, give me some of that wine. Here's some money. Here's some horses. You know what's up. And then it kept going. <laughs> yeah, we and had we, we had what two, three active trades going with them at once. Like for <laughs> for like one resource. And then we had the guy who was like, I hate Indonesia. <laughs> Uh, what was it? What was it? Uh, that was. I'm thinking, not Morocco, Morocco, not Morocco. What was the name? The, the Mayans. The Mayans. <laughs> the guy kept trying to give us a city because it wasn't worth oh, it. <laughs> oh yeah. So uh, uh, we we met the Indonesians and then we met the Mayans, and then the Indonesians were like. Yo, we're best friends, right? And because this was Fuji's first time playing or experiencing a 4X game, I'm giving him all of the administrative task of decision-making. So Indonesia was like, yo, we buddies, right? And Fuji's like, yeah. 
I don't want to fuck with you. And then, you know, the Mayans are, came in like, hey, we, 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 we cool, right? We're just like, I guess. And then, you know, 30 turns later, which is like half an hour later, <laughs> Indonesia's like, hey, yo, fuck the Mayans. You in? <laughs> I deferred yeah. Fuji and he's like, yeah, fuck the Mayans. So our active trade got canned and then we were at war with the Mayans. And then both Indonesia and the Mayans were on a different island from where we were. We were all alone in our own island. Did we ever figure out how Indonesia got to us? Ships. Ah, they sailed over. Yeah. Super early. So we found where they were and we found where the mines were. And then we spent like 50 turns throwing an army in that direction. <laughs> and then like, and then once we got everyone lined up on the border, we have no land on that island. Mayans could be like, hey, yo, want to squash this? I'll give you the city. We can just squash this, this war for 10 turns so that I only have to worry about Indonesia. No. Would you said no? <laughs> like, the thing is that the way I was trying to play the game is like, who is offering me benefits? Indonesia was offering the benefits of like three countries by himself. Like, my, my guy was actually the homie. And he responded to, if I ever like up the ante on the deals, normally he was like, all right, that's good. And you know who offered nothing? The Mayans offered me a whole city. No, they offered the whole city that we were in front of, ready to attack. <laughs> You're trying to beat me. I don't want your fucking city. I can take it. We took that city. We found the next city. We started. We started taking it. He came back. He's like, "Yo, want to squash this beef for ten turns? We'll give you the city <laughs> again." <laughs> <laughs> Just keeps and, offering your city. It's like, no, dude. No. You just wanted to conquer the Mayans, regardless. Yeah, I'm apparently I'm a warmonger ass fucking player. I, I just want to take land, dude. Who are you playing as? Christopher Columbus or something? <laughs> in, in spirit, I guess. <laughs> dude, this all reminds me there was this project that I had to do back in school where we basically played like an IRL like game of Civ mm -hmm. where you had like groups in the class and there was a map and you all started at an area. You basically played Civ in like IRL mm -hmm. and my group, which was only two people, we were one of the smallest groups. I don't remember what like the requirements were or whatever, but basically we ended up building a nation uh, based around gambling. Basically, oh, fucking Kaiji, let's go. And we ended up essentially bankrupting almost every other country through gambling addiction and funded the largest nation and paid them off for protection, basically, until the only two things left on the map were them and us because we bankrolled them. You were a Yakuza <laughs> country. That's fucking amazing. <laughs> it was really cool. And Holy <laughs> shit, that sounds sick. And it ended up being one of these really interesting things because, like, there was supposed to, like, 
be a definitive winner by the end of like the project like somebody was supposed to conquer everything and the teacher actually didn't know how to call it because we essentially were funding the people that technically would be the winners <laughs> so it just ended up being this situation where we both won but it was like nothing like that had ever happened before it like when they ran that project that's really good yeah it was a lot of fun we made gambling addicts yep dude there's there's this one country at one point where they were out of their fictional money and they were here trying to use like pencils <laughs> wait they were using pencils as like resources like in real yeah like in real life they were trying to Holy use pencils to shit. keep playing games they were that much in the red that's amazing yeah, yeah. it was very good <laughs> that sounds fucking fun <laughs> Games like that are pretty goddamn sick. <laughs> I think it actually just teaches you a lot about how uh, how different ways that people were fucking gambling addicts. Jesus, yeah, Christ. Then we uh, we exposed a lot of people and told them to stay away from casinos. <laughs> <laughs> House always wins, my friend. <laughs> Egg, what's the screen? The shot you posted. Uh, so this was uh, where we left off in dumb bitch Fujiville. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, all three Wait, of those what? guys there. Dumb bitch casa, dumb bitch rat, dumb bitch keck. These are the places we took. <laughs> yeah, these are all from the Mayans. Er, Damn. We actually just fucked the Mayans up. Uh, casa rat. Uh, let me see. Yeah, I need to play one of these myself at some point. You know what else you need to do? Uh, we need to play 14. We'll play 14. You want to do Word of Darkness? We have not played together yet. Let I tagged your bitch ass and you were like, nah, man, I need a break. Oh, yeah. I got on today and didn't fucking turn the goddamn game off. It's been a minute. Um... Uh, <laughs> are you running anything else today? Uh, I mean... I've I've been running lots of stuff. So uh, So I'm going through story wait, you're work tomorrow? Uh no, I am. Oh, so I mean I guess this is kind of segueing into my week or whatever, but here we go. Um go. <laughs> I have uh I have ten days off. Oh shit. Yeah. What are you gonna do with all that time, my man? I am going to play Final Fantasy fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna use my time the way it was meant to be spent. Um we're tea yeah, and coffee. Basic yeah, oh I mean I I had a cup for the podcast, always do. Um Yeah, uh because of pandemic, there was really no travel or vacation or anything last year, right? Mm -hmm. So because of that, uh, most people at my company had a lot of PTO that they realistically couldn't use. Like you just had to basically spend it on staycations just to uh, use it. Um, and they let us carry over an additional like five days mm -hmm. instead of the normal just five days of carryover. So because of that, we had ten days to use on top of our allotment that we already had 
during a situation that you couldn't really use it. <laughs> so it was like it was rough just basically trying to find time to dump PTO. So I'm I don't have anything planned. I I'm just doing staycation and uh, I'm just off for 10 days because I have to be. And this isn't even all of my time. I still have to do this at some point again. And like um, eventually AJ, like for your wedding, like I have time off for that. But that essentially is going to be rolling into my next year's PTO anyway because of the timing. <laughs> so it doesn't help me this year. Uh, so that is that is like so my week. Um, this is something that's really fun. Uh, to talk about that I tell people all the time and it's sort of a joke it's sort of not but I feel like whenever I have PTO or vacation um, no matter what the day before I get to go on vacation is has to be like the worst possible day it just has to be Wow. And day before you go on vacation? Yeah, like my last day of work before vacation starts, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, for whatever reason, just the craziest shit always has to happen. It has to be the worst possible day. I understand uh, that, man. And it's like, it's it's one of those things where it sounds like crazy and there's no, like, proof or whatever behind it. But it's like, man, I have been, you know, I've had this phenomenon happening for the last eight, nine years where the more like luxurious or whatever the vacation, like the more crazy it's going to be, mm-hmm. the worse the day has to be beforehand, <laughs> basically. It's just like inverted karma. And it's like it's when we did Japan in 2016, like, dude, that last day before like Japan PTO started is like the entire reason that I felt like that this theory exists in my head basically because it was that bad that it made me start to realize it. Damn, that fucking sucks. I so, know exactly what you mean. Yeah, so it's like you know, I was talking to a lot of my employees and stuff before I left and uh, telling them about how that's my experience basically. <laughs> and it was funny because like before it didn't really matter so much because I was more or less the only person affected. Uh, but now I'm in a situation where I have like nine people that are, you know, working for me. <laughs> and so now when I have like a bad day before vacation, they're just kind of all roped into it. <laughs> they have to deal with all the bad shit that's going on. <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> this, this is just how it be. <laughs> this Man. is what the cosmos said. Yep. Bringing my bad juju around you all. Yeah, so I, I told him, but at least it's only one day, and then uh, and then I'm gone for like ten days, and then you can, you know, whatever survive. Yeah, just go do whatever you want. Doesn't matter. <laughs> you can work. I'm not here to observe you. So, do you wish. but I mean, that's just you know, my, my week was nothing special overall. It's just getting to vacation, and like I said, just kind of had that that crazy day right beforehand. Uh, and then otherwise, yeah, I'm I'm gonna play a lot of fourteen. So, I'm not gonna play a lot of 14, but one day I will. Yeah, dude. You should. You should. You definitely should. Uh, You might like the story uh, at a certain point as ups and downs. 
Uh, story is up and down. So that's, that's basically why I'm playing 14 ups and downs for the story. Yeah, there's also a lot of really good like side endgame content. Like I just um, so I played 14 before, as I explained last week. Um, but it's been a long time, and especially with a lot of the Realm Reborn content, it's been a really long time since I've done that stuff. And I just did the Manderville quest line again. Which, I don't know, have you done the Manderville quest line, Fuji? I, I wouldn't have looked that shit up. Hold on. I mean, if you... Like, I don't think... If you did it, you would know based just by that name. I guess not, then. You Yeah, you really need to fix that. Like, it is just... One of the most ridiculously incredible side quest storylines of any MMO ever. Is that the one with that the memes are about? Yes. I need to do this. Yes, and it and there's so the cool thing for me is since it's been so long since I've played 14 and there's been so much new content that's been added, I've done the original Manderville storyline, you know, in the past. But there's two more that got added and expanded on during two different other expansions. Which I've never done. So I get to do those as I get up to like level and content. Which is really exciting. And the like the entire time that I'm playing this this story, I just think about like how this isn't normal for MMOs basically where you don't get to have these like crazy really they're almost like filler anime. arcs for an anime just fun where, stuff yeah <laughs> but it's like really really good and as I was playing it the other day AJ I was specifically like damn AJ would love this like it's so ridiculous it's definitely up your alley okay all right hey I will try, so it's going to be on PS4, but I will try out the expansion. I mean, not the expansion, the free version. Yeah, and the free version goes all the way to 60, and this specific Manderville quest line happens at 50, and, like, it doesn't even give XP. It's it's not questing in terms of leveling, and it's not, like, raid, like, endgame content. This is This is kind of the cool thing with 14 in general, is there's actually so much stuff that you can do by yourself, basically. At any given point, there's something to do. Yeah, and it feels like a single-player game a lot of the time, if you want it to be. And, like, this Manderville questline is just a really good example of that, basically, where you just go through this ridiculous quest chain and really stupid shit is happening and it's (laughs) it really just kind of feels like you're playing an anime and it's not serious it's total filler arc basically but it's it's a mystery you know like a like the genre would fall under like the mystery genre and you're just along for the ride as your primary character who is in the middle of this (laughs) with these other ridiculous characters and specifically, the best character is the fucking narcoleptic cat who's constantly dozing off in every cutscene. <laughs> it's amazing. And know, she, also has, she also has a hobby of making homemade explosives that ruin everything. 
You didn't give me the particular cell that's supposed to sell me on it. What, what the, the uh the suffering? No, that it goes up to level sixty and includes a critically acclaimed. Oh, fucking damn it. Oh, yeah, well, I see. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a part of the cult. That's the low hanging fruit. Yeah, I'm not a part of the cult. I'm just specifically stating that, like, I thought that this is the thing that could like maintain the non MMO player base, right? So. If you play the game, especially if it's your first MMO and you're kind of like treating oh. it just as a single player game, you, yeah. you create your character, you pick the class that you're interested in, you just want to play through the storyline. Like this game's got a shit ton of systems and additional things that you could be doing mm-hmm. that you can basically completely ignore. And especially if you're a brand new player, I would more or less just suggest that you completely ignore because there's way too much. There's a lot. Like at any given time, you can be doing whatever the fuck you want. Like yeah, there was the time I got on. I'm like, I don't feel like doing story. I don't feel like doing leveling trials. Nothing. I just said I'm gonna go to the market board. I'm gonna get a new glam, and I did that for two fucking hours. Right. And I'm satisfied. <laughs> And it's like this this specific storyline that's how I was doing it. I was legitimately like this is this is the reason that people that are new to MMOs or don't have a huge interest in doing things like MMO endgame. Things like the Mandeville quest line are like the reason that you could essentially retain your player base. Even mm. if they're not interested in the the typical MMO endgame, and I think that's one of the big things that is causing fourteen to be so successful, especially recently, is there's just a ton that you can do at any time, and essentially none of it is like time gated. Yeah, you don't, you don't get punished for not logging in every day. Basically, you could just, you know, if you want to only play two days a week or three days a week or whatever. You can do that. And the game doesn't actively punish you for doing that. You can just do whatever you want anytime you log in, basically. Also, the current uh, the current event for... Uh, you get a polar bear mount. You it's, do! It's also, su- it's, there's no fights. You just <laughs> yeah. talk. Well, it's super derpy looking, um, <laughs> but it is adorable. And uh, importantly, it's just... It's a mount that is like super easily ad- obtainable and it mm-hmm. flies as well. So if you ever wanted a a flying derpy ethereal polar bear that spawns giant snowflakes. Oh, what was it? Coca-Cola was a Pepsi. Coca-Cola, right? Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. <laughs> yeah, it definitely looks like one of the Coca-Cola polar bears. <laughs> except except derpy, like extra derpy. I'm like, glad you brought up that you don't have to sign it every day. Because uh I like that would have been the one thing that would have deferred me in the beginning. That's what I was thinking. It's like, man, I really don't like the idea of like having to do delis every day and missing out on stuff. Um, or it just feel like a grind because I bought the Apex a while back. This is when the pandemic first started, and like I had bought the Apex Battle Pass, and you were going hard on Apex, yeah, because I felt like so the Apex Battle Pass was like you get up to a certain level and it pays for the next battle pass. So in order for me, I would have to play like nonstop in order for me to get to the next battle pass so I can have the free battle pass and 
it felt like a job at one point because it's like mm-hmm. gotta log in, gotta do delis, gotta make sure I get this amount of experience. So uh... I eventually was like, yo, I gotta quit. And I don't, <laughs> do, I don't do anything for the most part with delis anymore because I get that feeling all the time. Like uh, I gotta work do delis or I miss right. out on free stuff. And look, I'm not gonna sit here and lie to you and tell you that the game doesn't have the ability to feel that way. Definitely. Because it could, just like any MMO could, depending on how hardcore you want to go with it, basically. Like you could you could log in and make sure that you do all of your roulettes every single day and I want to do my beast tribe dailies every Ah! single day and all this kind of stuff like you could do that but the game essentially doesn't like it doesn't punish you for not doing that like you don't have to go that crazy but the game also just kind of lets you if you want to there's a reset and that's honestly the feeling that's that's it it's just there's a reset and it's like, do I want to do MSQ every day? I don't want to do MSQ at any day of the week. But once I do MSQ, fucking 50% of it is not me playing. It's watching cutscenes. But, you know, I'll do leveling. I'll do trials because I really enjoy trials. Trials is fun. Maybe I'll get nice and around. Nice and around is a really fun fight. Uh, doesn't force you to do anything at all. Just like Andy said, you, you had the ability to do it. There's a reset in the morning. And that's it. That's all. You can do it. You get your bonus uh, by doing it at least once or with a new player. Bro, I found the picture I was looking for. What'd you find? <laughs> the duality of bear. <laughs> yeah, I don't want the edgy bear. I want the cute bear. Yeah, that's the mount. The mount is the derpy bear. See, oh, okay. the, dude, the dude that's riding it. Yeah. <laughs> But it's funny because, like, prior to Derby Bear existing, this was the only, like, bear model, like, in the game. So it's just a funny picture where it's, like, polar bears, like, in the game's lore, essentially go from this to that. So speaking of bears, uh, I'm just going to ask you, did you see the new Legends trailer? Yo. I'm... Cold as a lion with no hair. What, bro? What? If you ever That's see hard. me, if you ever see me in the forest fighting a grizzly bear, help the bear. <laughs> I'm that so bitch confused right it. now. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, a new Pokemon trailer. Oh, Dang, I, uh, I was going to get to that later, but you can talk about it. Yeah. Um. So they released. Uh, they had a Pokemon Direct or whatever a few days ago. Uh, they showed off the Diamond and Pearl remakes a little more, and they also showed off Arceus Legends. Uh, are you familiar with it, Fuji Ante? Uh, I know, Legend. like, of it. I don't know anything specific, really, about oh, it, honestly. I'm in the same boat. There, I, there, I keep there, seeing been... the MC square up against Pokemon without any Pokemon. I don't know what the fuck that's about. Yeah, so, essentially, what it seems like they're going for is, they're like... Someone at Pokemon Company, because I think they're, I think it's first party for them. Uh, Arceus Legend. Yeah, it's it's first party. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's Game Freak. So someone at Game Freak was like, "We should try and make an actual game." <laughs> <laughs> we haven't done that in like ten years. You know, let, let's actually try for once, and let's make it slightly different. 
Uh, and then they looked at Breath of the Wild and they're like, all right, let's put Pokemon in that game. And that's kind of what it's shaping up to be. Uh, there's open exploration. You're not forced into battles. Pokemon will actively attack your, your player character to the point where you will just get knocked out. Oh, that's why I've been seeing all this shit on Twitter. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, on, on the trailer, there was, there was an Ursaring. There was an angry Ursaring, and it was just beating the shit out of the player character. Fucking Christ. Um, and they haven't had Pokemon attack player characters since uh, Colosseum XD. Which was Colosseum a side game. super underrated game. Yeah. Colosseum. Was that a GameCube game? Yeah. yeah. Damn, uh, hold on. Gale I need to look that shit up. Uh, Gale of Darkness, I don't remember the exact plot, but I do remember uh, sometimes Pokemon would be infected with evil energy and will actually just attack you instead of the enemy Pokemon. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm fighting for my motherfucking life. <laughs> yeah, so with uh, with Legends, uh, you've got the open world exploration, you've got gliding, you've got surfing, you've got little camps to recover. You have a crafting system for your items, uh, your Pokeball, your reef, your potion, your revives. Um, and then there's also changing your move type. I saw in the trailer uh, where like. You could put more power into it or more speed, something like that. Uh, there's an actual turn order now. So if you're if you have like a really slow Pokemon, enemy might attack you more than once before your turn. Yeah, it makes sense. So we've got something like an active time battle system going. Mm. Uh, so it's shaping up to be something very different and like an actual game instead of a reskin of the last Pokemon game with more content cut as they've been doing for a few entries now. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I, I will say, I mean, for the most part, I have definitely fallen off the, the Pokemon bandwagon. It's just gotten very repetitive and boring, um, and new Pokemon designs are super whack. I definitely miss when they actually looked like monsters. Yeah. Creatures, as opposed to plush. I know. Pile of garbage and, and or your keys. <laughs> <laughs> I just like I re so I remember probably the last game that I played any kind of heavily. I think was Gen Three, which was Diamond Pearl and four. The, what's that? Gen Four. Is that Gen Four? Yeah. Um, and then I also specifically remember liking. Oh, is that Heart Silver? Soul Silver and Heart Gold. Yeah, that. Is that also Gen 4? That's Gen 2. No, 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 the remakes. Yeah, it's a remake of Gen 2. Right, right, but it came out in Gen 4. Uh, came out around that time, yeah. Yeah, like they were using Gen 4 systems, basically, in the remake. Just how, like, Fire Red and Leaf Green were Ruby yeah. and Sapphire, yeah. but yeah. remakes. Um, I... That's probably my favorite Pokemon game of all time, to be honest, is uh is the Gen 2 remakes. Um, I think they were mm -hmm. super, super good. But other than that, like I hadn't played a Pokemon game basically until Sun and Moon came out. Mm -hmm. Um and I actually really enjoyed playing Sun and Moon. Um 
I I liked kind of the the small twist on the gym system because it was a little mm-hmm. bit different. Yeah. And I really liked the trainer customization and dressing up just, you know, cute dress up with trainer. Yeah. Um but it's like but other than that, like I didn't even particularly jump back in for Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. Yeah. Like this is the kind of stuff that's like driving me crazy a little bit. It's like it, it had been basically so long since they did anything different. And then they finally did, and then it was pretty good. Uh, but then it's like we just went right back to the things that were a problem in the first place. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, so as someone who wasn't a giant fucking Pokemon fan, uh, I remember playing a bit of Emerald and wasn't a super fan of Emerald. And a couple years ago, I picked up fucking, uh, I think it was Moon. I liked the story, so I actually played through the entire game. Game was really fun. Again, because I really liked the story. That's what got me somewhat into Pokemon. And then there was no end game. It just kind of was like you beat the game, and then that was kind of the end of it, apparently. There was a little more, but uh, really, they just wanted you to buy the quote-unquote expansion pack, which is just buying the game again, but it's called Ultra now. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, did you have to restart the game? Was that yep. like a DLC? Yeah. Yep. Wait, yeah, what? It was, it was no. a different game. Right. Nintendo doesn't do expansions. They just sell you the same thing again for full price. The, the only time over. they've done the only time they've done proper sequel is Black and White 2. Because really? it actually continued from the post-game story of Black and White 1. And the the land itself also changed, if I remember right. Well, that sounds cool, but how were the games? <laughs> it was one of the games where they still tried. So they mm. were good. Um, but, like, <laughs> even in black and white, there was, a, uh, there was, like, a punk rock gym leader. And when you get into her gym, she's actually singing. Like, she's singing her song, and you hear it, and there are lyrics. Here we have fucking Sword and Shield. That's sick. On a home console, we have the same thing. We ha- we have a gym leader who's just kind of like a punk rock singer. No vocals. Huh. And you're and it's you know, you're on a more powerful system. You claimed to have cut, you know, seventy five percent of the Pokedex so that you could focus on making sure everything's balanced and animations, which was a giant fucking lie. Um, and then you, you just have all these little things that they could have done that they just didn't do. Uh, so basically they're just trying to sell another fucking game. Yeah. And then not to mention the fact that they still have this obsession with keeping the split version when you're only given a couple different fights and 15 different Pokemon. Yeah, the split version is is something that's really annoying in the fact that, like, it, it solely exists to basically try and have the parents have to buy two games. Yes. It, it, oh, it, was, it was one thing in the old day where, you know, there was an actual problem 
making everything fit and it was a genius idea in order to get people to actually interact with each other on the single game mm -hmm. um but i believe we're far past that point and rather than do it that way i would rather them sell one game but then have you pick like a path and that path will split the pokemon you know what i mean because if, if they uh, want to keep that interaction going between people, yeah, just make it so that they have one save file, and the save file is either for that version or the other version, but you're only buying one single cartridge. Yep. I just feel like it's an archaic system regardless. The, yeah. the interaction isn't there anymore anyway because everything's just over the internet. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, yeah, just, no. just scrap the idea and start just making complete games. But now we're going back to what you were talking about even at the beginning <laughs> where make whole you, games. Right. You just don't have to do that anymore. It's like no matter what state your game is in, you just ship it out and then work like worst case scenario, you just call it early access. That's fucked up. It it it's it's pretty terrible. Also DLC, let's go. To make the game complete. Yeah. Can I mean even even with like fighting games, which is like a large a large part of like all of our gaming history, mm -hmm. and it's like uh, we mentioned with especially newer games that they usually launch in a state where a specific like character is just playing an entirely different game than the rest of the roster. And the overwhelming majority thought process is, wow, if every character got to do the things that this other character was doing because they're essentially ignoring like core parts of the system, then the game would be pretty cool. And yeah, then eventually yeah. the game does that after like three or four versions. We just got here with Dragon Ball where they finally released the patch that just let everybody go ape shit. <laughs> and, you know, early... Uh, early like thought process from people. Like, I don't play the game anymore, so I can't speak on it personally. But it does seem like a lot of people are enjoying this patch and just how different it ends up being, and how uh, how many characters are getting to be a little more uh, viable. I guess. Yeah. Uh... When I was playing fucking Dragon Ball, the game felt, it didn't feel rigid, but it felt like everything was about fucking defense and neutral. Uh, it was a, for a game that looks like you're supposed to be like doing RTSD, I didn't feel like I was rushing somebody down most of the time. I, no, the, the first, the first version of the game was very like static. Uh, a lot of characters felt super similar. Yeah. And because of things like defensive assist calls and DP plus assist existing, you literally could not RTSD uh, because those defensive options were just entirely too strong. Right. Can, uh, let me see. So, like, offense in that game is... Offense in the version before this patch, like I, the for the amount of options you have, I feel like defensive options are fucking insane. I how do I know where you're gonna attack? 
I can't cover all this shit. I can't. Like I people up tech, they delay tech. They uh Fander Tech, they will do the well, those are the ones I have in my goddamn head. Like meeting someone is hard. And then you play against a UI, old UI, and it's I actually don't know where the hell you're coming from. Like I, I don't know. It's Arxis, that's an Arxis game, right? Yeah. Yeah, normally I'd expect a lot more grime, but that game had a lot of defensive options and a lot of neutral was played trying to get around all these defensive options and the game ends up running for 900 goddamn years. <laughs> and what? it's not what I expected from the game once I started or kept playing it. I mean, and, it's and, funny uh, too because originally uh, a lot of people were like, man, the defensive options in this game basically suck was everybody's original <laughs> was everybody's original thought process. They hated reflect. They wanted push block. They hated the guard cancel system because it was like basically really bad and yeah. really reactable. And when you blocked it, you basically TOD the incoming character. Um, so it was funny because that was a lot of people's thought process originally was damn like this game's defensive options suck uh, and then <laughs> and then people just started all playing almost the exact same team like insert point character plus uh, Vegeta and Yamcha because assists yeah. because of assists and then you just did DP plus assist or defensive Vegeta assist call and just the entire game essentially had to be structured around being able to have either like super dash safe pressure or pressure that specifically let you get through defensive Vegeta assist calls or like team Gohan or adult Gohan DP plus assist. So game is fun. Sometimes you get like a random uh, Janemba because apparently they all know how to play the fucking character. Every single one. Like every Janemba I've seen is just like, I'm going to kill you because I don't know shit about that goddamn character. Oh, shit. Um, um, besides F14, anything else, Nancy? Uh, no, not particularly. Just basically keeping up with some of the manga that I'm reading. Um, as I mentioned, I did read the new One Piece chapter this week. I haven't gotten around to doing JJK yet. Um, yeah, I haven't either. Man, One Piece is in a really, really good spot, though. Uh, this week was a bit of a setup chapter, which ends up being a little slow overall, but it, next week is probably uh, assuming next week hopefully there's not a, a delay or a break or anything but next week is is looking pretty fire it basically looks like they set up the the big three like fights for the arc which is it's like kind of a standard thing for one piece basically where you have uh they call Luffy, Zoro, and Sanji, like the monster trio, they're basically the three like main fighting forces of the Straw Hat crew. Yeah. And they basically always end up facing off against like, you know, Luffy's got the big bad, and then Zoro and Sanji have the two like direct underlings of the big bad. 
and is they... still a parent? I heard he like kind of fell to the wayside. No, so a lot of people, um, I guess, specifically dislike Oda's overall handling of Sanji because One Piece, at its core, utilizes a lot of comedy uh, for storytelling mm-hmm. and doesn't spare that expense to anybody. Like, it doesn't matter how serious of a character it is, they're still going to have comedic moments. And Sanji specifically gets played for comedy a lot and more than he used to. Like back in the, the old, old days. Um, and I think people are still kind of like mad about that, I guess, where they want Sanji to be treated more like seriously or whatever. Mm-hmm. But he's such a good foil to so many of the other characters and so many, specifically the other Straw Hat crew members, where. Nobody else, character-wise, could be used the way that Sanji's used. And a lot of people, I think, just don't really see that because they're too busy being angry about something that was never there. They're, like, tricking themselves, basically, into into thinking that Sanji has to be used this way when he never was in the first place. But he's still he's still very relevant. He's like one of the big things that they played up specifically recently was the fact that Sanji does have the second highest bounty of the crew after his arc, basically. So he is like one of the strongest for the crew or whatever. But I don't know. The whole the whole Sanji Zoro like toxicity is one of the most annoying parts about the fan like about the fandom in the first place, so I don't usually go too too hard into that stuff. They sound like they're like that that kind of shit always makes me just uh how is the fandom actually seeing this fucking character? So from what you're saying, it looks like they're trying to see him from a more serious angle. So I guess some serious shit went down at some point, and they're like, you know, uh, he should be treated differently. But like, has the dynamic between him and his crew changed at all? No, not not particularly. And like I mentioned in general, he's he's the only character, honestly, in the entire like series outside of Luffy being the main character where you could basically stick Sanji with any other crew member for for an arc, right? Where he has to work with this specific crew member to get something done. And he's basically the only one that could just perfectly mesh with any other character. That's fucking sick. I like that. Yeah, he's he's actually super well written. Um but people get just are upset because um, he it is through comedy more that he works with all these other crew members versus anything else. That's that's good. That's really good. That means they have a good relationship. That's like proper fucking writing. Right, right. And they they actually just specifically had a huge part of the current arc where one of the primary bad guys was basically trying to tell Robin you know, what are the other crew members where it's like, 
oh, you know, like Sanji sold you out, basically. Is like they're trying to like tell her that as like a just like to try to like defeat them mentally, basically. Mm-hmm. And she was like, No, you guys are like completely mistaken. You don't know how much it means, you know, to any of us to have somebody like Sanji rely on us because like normally they're the stronger characters. Mm-hmm. So it was like this completely turnaround situation where it almost it almost feels like something <laughs> that it was like oh, like directly against the fan base almost basically where it was like the the subverting of expectations and the characters were like like no you the, you don't understand this is like this means a ton to somebody like me to basically have to be relied upon uh you know over over their own strength and that's the kind of stuff that they usually try to set him up for. And a lot of people, I don't know, I guess they, they just want him to kind of get like his like shining moment versus being a supporting character. It's, it's, I feel like he's a fucking, I feel like his shining moment is <laughs> at any given moment he's interacting with people. And it sounds like a, a good fucking character. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, I, I love Sanji. Like he is, he is one of my favorite characters. And... I like I said, I never really got the particular like whole like fandom toxicity or whatever because I also like Zoro. Um so it's like whatever you could just like all the straw hats are basically all good characters. There's not really a single one that I actively dislike. So it just seems silly to me to to actively dislike a primary major character just because you like another one. <laughs> Which is like your only reason basically. It would not exist in the Monogatari fandom ever. Dude. Yeah. Monogatari fandom is uh <laughs> is on a heightened reality. X is best girl. You're correct, but you are also <laughs> wrong. You are also <laughs> correct. You are also really, really wrong. All right. Adieu. Adieu. And that's it. As I say, it's like is this is this the rabbit hole that we're going down? I, I don't know if AJ had this planned. No, I don't think we have enough fucking time. Yeah, we don't have enough time. <laughs> All right. Yeah, because hey, Fuji wanted to be out within, like, 45 minutes. Uh, yeah. Auntie, anything else? No, nah, I'm good. All right. I'll go on mine real quick. Um, I beat Bloodstain. It was a good game. Uh, yeah, good game. Metrovanias are good. Uh, so now I'm just looking for another game to play. So I've not beat Persona Five Strikers. Oh, what yes. the fuck? How what far did you, did you get? Not very far, to be honest. Okay. I'm not feeling it, man. Strikers. Yeah, I'm not feeling it's like a, the, uh, the gameplay. It's Russo, right? Yeah, just the gameplay. So it it is it is a game. and specifically one of the things where it's like with Strikers that I actually really really enjoyed is it, it felt a lot like p4u in its mm-hmm. implementation where it took an existing archetype and actually did a really really good job of folding in smt and persona systems into an existing archetype and not just feeling like any other muso so because good i was gonna say they put in like the elemental weakness system the one mores the baton pass from p5 put in multi-persona usage fusion all-out attacks like all this stuff that is in persona 
exists within strikers. It just works slightly differently because now it's not turn-based. So I agree with you, and that almost to the point where it seems like it harms it to me. Like, the flow of the game itself feels really weird. Feels like a lot of stop and go, as well as, like, as a Muso game, I like just, you know, you run to your wave, you fight the wave, you keep going. And it's a lot of, sometimes when I'm playing the game, I feel like there's so much shit on the screen. And then because of the whole weaknesses thing, it's really easy for me at times to just be like wiped out. Like, wait, what the fuck? And then, well, I mean, if I'm low level, that is. Um, on the other hand, like, well, because you have the weaknesses system, some fights, like, you just run into a group of enemies and they're dead already. So, because of that, is like, I don't get to see the cool things that happen as often. Where, say, like, one Muso game that I really love is Sengoku Basara. And it's like, yo, enemies are just punching backs, but you do some cool shit. Yo, to the ceiling? To the ceiling. Like, in both games? Like, the fighting game and the fucking Muso to the ceiling? And the Muso as well. <laughs> some to grimy the ceiling. Stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I just feel like with Strikers, I don't know, like, the flow of the game actually felt very similar to the RPG to me. Where it's like all these systems exist, and then maybe for like the first couple of palaces, it, it kind of feels like this really intricate thing, and you kind of are learning it, and stuff is taking longer, and you kind of actually like really plan stuff out because since you are low level, things are really dangerous. But then, like, by the time you get to like the third or fourth palace, you were just like bulldozing through things because you, you learned the system. And, like, no matter how big the, the enemy wave is, you are almost one-shotting it, like, consistently. And yeah, I like that feeling, personally. Uh, even in turn-based RPGs, I've always really liked that feeling where you get to the point where you're like, damn, if I'm just good at the game, if I learned the systems and I figured out some type of optimal build or strategy and I'm just going to start rolling things, I actually love that feeling. I don't start complaining about difficulty or anything like that because you earned it, basically. I mean, I like it in RPGs. I just want more beat-em-up. I don't want my enemies to melt as soon as I, I touch them. In the I, I can understand it. Like, I don't like Musos, personally. Like, it's not a genre that I care for one way or another. Like, mm-hmm. i playing Strikers because it is a Persona game. Um, so, like, the fact that the Persona systems were adapted into the Muso archetype so well is what made me enjoy the game so much. Yeah, I agree. It's adapted really well with that. Um, yeah, like I said, I just don't, I want to beat up people. I don't want them to melt. That's what I hurt people. <laughs> um, other than that, um, have you seen the What Ifs? And yeah. Uh, do either Fuji or Egg? Do you guys care about Marvel stuff? Marvel, what? Uh, what if? So in the my Disney, case, the I Disney don't Plus have, TV shows. I don't have the normal streaming services, mm-hmm. so I don't keep up with anything. Okay. Uh, tell me what you want to tell me. I am. I'm down to go. I mean. Like, 
with the what if one of the cool things is that just by nature it doesn't particularly matter because it's all alternate uh, alternate timeline yeah. where very small changes in the existing story cause something to branch out in a way that is familiar but also wholly different. Is it like yeah. the Loki shit? Mm, yes and no. It it is basically a direct yeah consequence of the Loki uh the Loki shit. Pretty much. Okay. So, like I told you, I finished WandaVision. Um, I didn't want to hop straight into Falcon and Winter Soldier. One, because I have only seen Civil War. So, I wanted to watch the Captain America movies first, but at the mm. same time, I wanted something that was like short Marvel to watch. So I was like, I'll watch what ifs because story doesn't matter. Yeah. And they're also only 30 minute episodes. Yeah. So, um, First one kind of was like it didn't hit me as hard because I never saw the original Captain America. Um, but it was still interesting. I actually just after seeing that, I saw both the cap the first two Captain America movies today. So I was like, oh, okay, now I understand what was different with it. Yeah, I I actually really like the Captain America movies, um, which was- is interesting because that was a character that I never cared about beforehand. Uh, prior to MCU, yep. uh, Peggy, no Captain, oh, America. Captain America. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. So that's the original. My fiance was like, "You're American. You never seen Captain America." Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. didn't care. Yeah. yeah. So and when it, the movies originally came out, I was like, "I'm not going to watch this. It's just a guy with a shield. I don't want to see that. That's not cool." Nah, dude. It is <laughs> every single Captain America movie is the best movie in each phase. Yeah, so and I stand by that. Good. I agree so with that, and I have good. no idea how they managed it, considering that character is not interesting prior to MCU. So I think what it is is that, like, because those movies are like more grounded, like you don't have as much like supernatural to pull through, so you have to write interesting, interesting stories and. Like, Winter Soldier is, like, espionage, action movie. The first movie, as well, is pretty good action movie. Yo, I never knew Captain America kills people, man. In the first movie, he's, like, throwing people out of planes. He deletes people, dude. Yes. Yeah, dude. He's not Batman. He's that, about... That, that happens... If... <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Batman has a very contested kill count. <laughs> Batman does Burton kill movies. people in the movies. Watch Tim Burton. Watch, watch <laughs> Batman Forever. He's got fucking Gatling guns on it. He set a dude on fire with his Batmobile. He was fine. Remember Remember saying, it's contested. He jumped, he jumped in the river. Remember in the Dark Knight where he flipped over that like innocent civilian truck or something like that? Like <laughs> Batman kills. Batman kills. He just wants you to not think he does. Uh, that made me remember that, like, a lot of the DC universe actually kills. Like, Superman flies through buildings and just kills people throughout the movies. It's, uh, I was, I was about to start talking about the boys, but I'm not going to do that right now. Oh, we can say that for next time. We can talk about the boys. The boys are so good. Boy, yeah. not wait till season oh, three. Fucking experience. God, that was good. <laughs> ah, but that's for fucking. That's for next time. So yeah. Uh, second episode. What if was really good though. Like uh, 
it's interesting how like once Black Panther becomes T'Challa becomes Star Lord, like oh, because he's like so pure at heart, he is able to change. He fucking convinced Thanos from not snapping people with just a conversation. Yeah, dude. He has mastered talk no jutsu. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that was really cool. Uh other than that, nothing else really. One of the other things which is like super interesting if people didn't know about it as well is um, what if has been in production for a while delayed release with all the other Disney stuff or all the other Marvel stuff. So like T'Challa in what if is Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. So he recorded all of his lines for what if prior to his passing. So this is like the last official Marvel Cinematic Universe thing with Black Panther because they've already specifically stated that they are not recasting T'Challa like it is you know it is Chadwick Boseman so what if is really cool in that regard where it kind of gives at least a little bit of closure overall to Boseman's T'Challa character because it, it isn't going to exist in any form after this basically Mm-mm. I hope they stick to that. I think they will. Uh, genuinely... They will, because like well, one of the big things with comics specifically is that hero mantles can basically be taken up by anybody, and a lot of different people have been a lot of different superheroes. Yeah. So they don't need to recast T'Challa. There have been other Black Panthers, and that's probably what they'll explore specifically. Ah, uh, okay, I see. Uh, not I mean, the... I don't know. They they keep making Clark Kent. <laughs> there have definitely been other other options, especially with the. I want to say there was a article about the next Superman, or it might be Spider Man. I can't remember. I think it's Superman, and they're casting a black dude. Yeah. And I'm sitting here going, you could have hey? just gone with the Man of Steel story. I've never actually watched Man of Steel. I've only uh, heard opinions I, about Man of Steel. Wait, let me let me double check. Man of Steel. I mean, look, specifically, either way. Also, I'm down for another Spider-Man every fucking day. DC uh, has a horrible habit of constantly reverting back to status quo. There have been like ton of different people have been Batman. There have been a bunch of different supermans or super people basically that are supposed to be taking up that mantle and finally putting Clark Kent to rest. Except but they just, they can't let go of it. And like Marvel also does this to an extent, but I'd say they are much better about maintaining relevance with people that take up existing mantles like miles Morales, Spider-Man yeah, is a hundred percent at this point, like a fully fleshed mainline character. He is not just Peter Parker 2.0. That, like, that they, was a good fucking movie. Live, you know what I mean? Good fucking movie. Yeah, that was good. I mean, it's nice. They don't copy and paste things. Speaking of copy and pasting, did you guys hear about Fortnite? Fortnite? Fortnite. 
Yeah. The survey? No. No. The Among Us. No. Yeah. I don't. Oh, yeah. Whatever you're about to say, I don't believe you. So Fortnite was like, yo, bro, let's strike while the iron is hella cold and <laughs> incorporate uh, Among Us mode. But they just straight up copied the map from Among mm. Us and like they're just releasing it as that and you have to find the imposter out. What? What? I haven't no. actually I, I haven't looked at it because I don't care about Fortnite, but I did see the promo image. Uh so I didn't know that they actually just took, I'm guessing, the ship and made an Among Us mode in Fortnite. Uh yeah. I'm surprised. Because frankly, uh, not many game studios are coming up with original ideas anymore. Yeah, we're either getting a sequel or a remake, or, or you just get a better or just a port. <laughs> At this point. Another Final Fantasy twelve again, and it makes me happy. <laughs> I thought I thought you were specifically going to bring up AJ the survey that went out for Fortnite, which I don't know if you guys saw any of it. Uh, I just saw like somebody tweeted about it on Twitter or something. But they basically sent out survey, and I don't know if it was like to player base or specifically content creators or whatever. But it basically says like, "What would you like to see in Fortnite?" And then it has categories. Jesus, celebrities, comic book characters, anime characters. Like Bleach was on there as an example. (laughs) Like I wish I I wish I saw or I wish I kept this picture so I could see it. And like show it to you guys. I wonder. Let me see if we can find it. Uh, Fortnite content survey. Let's just see if something like that brings it up. I, For, I just, Fortnite survey points to potential new crossovers. Here's the whole list. Okay, that was easier uh-huh. than expected to find. I feel like I'm watching that Nintendo survey all over again. Yeah. So I'm gonna <laughs> specifically focus on anime stuff, just to yeah. kind of like show what they're looking at. Majin Buu from Dragon Ball Z is uh, on actually, here. Actually, let's go. Is it Kid Buu? Um, Shoto Todoroki and Ochiko Uraraka from MHA. So not even Deku. I don't. Is Deku in the game already? I don't think so. No, they I don't, don't think like so. Deku. <laughs> like, it's the main character. So they were like, "All right, give me the villain and the heroine." <laughs> um, uh, Graham Acker and Riku Mikami from Gundam. <laughs> Bleach, just the entirety of Bleach, not <laughs> Bleach. Bleach. <laughs> uh, Put Bleach in Fortnite. Haikyuu. <laughs> Haikyuu? Um, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Well, actually, let's go. Fucking... Suit Gundam Seed. Darling in the Franks. Jujutsu Kaisen. Gundam Build Fighters. Sword Art Online. <laughs> Like, none of these characters would use a gun. That's what's fucking throwing me off here. Like, it's Candace sort of online. Yo, GTO like, the only good SAO things ever. I still I haven't know. watched that yet. Dude, GGO is actually and good. I like, literally hear nothing but good things about GGO. It's kind of insane that they somehow made something good after, like, the first <laughs> half of the first Because Kirito isn't in it, right? He's Correct. in it. Oh, he is. It's what? just they had a more interesting plot. The problem was Arc 1 was fine. Arc 2? Oh, 
I, comes I think with a lot about of problems already because not not even the GGO arc, but the GGO alternative with Lin. Oh, that's what he's talking about. Well, no, but because uh, uh, the arc as a whole is considered one of the peaks. Yeah. 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 Which again, um, yeah, as as far as the primary SAO arcs are concerned, yeah, same thing. GGO is GGO is good in comparison to a, a lot of the other SAO stuff. But <laughs> GGO alternative was just on its own merit and on its own right a good show. Like it doesn't have to be attached to Sword Art at all, basically. It can just be its own standalone thing. And it is very, very good. That sounds like good fucking shit. It was actually uh, one of the things that made me a little sad with uh, Fatal Bullet, which is uh, one of the sword art games, because you actually make your own character and you play your own character. And I was like, okay, cool. We're finally actually doing something with the world building here. And then uh, you, you still meet Kirito and somehow get inducted into his harm regardless of your own choice. But the game was okay. But then to get the true ending, you needed to get your social links up and then play the pre-ending segment is forced into Kirito mode where you have to play as him. And I'm like, come on. God. God. Come on. Damn. You're, you're, you're right there. You've got a half decent game, and then you shove this in me. You in your literally face. just pulled like, that shit away from you. <laughs> you thought we liked you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, Fortnite, anime and Fortnite would be just funny for the screenshots. I still want to play Fortnite. <laughs> oh, me neither. <laughs> but I am. I just think it's funny that we overall that there's this like giant bleach resurgence happening. <laughs> Yo. It's like we we've talked about it so many different times and the one shot has been getting like pretty good reviews overall from people and now Fortnite's like yeah, let's just put the entirety of bleach in Fortnite apparently. I don't know. Or like an option, I guess. So, so uh, did um, what was it? Burn the witch? Yes. Is that just done now? The so, <laughs> um, without spoiling things, no. Because <laughs> so Cause it the, was the, the thing that I'm concerned with is, I, I didn't check out Burn the Witch, although I heard it was decent. Yes. Kind of kept forgetting and never made time for it. Then all of a sudden I hear Bleach one-shot, and then I hear further details of, it's not a one-shot. Yes. It's not a one-shot. not a one-shot. And then, and I'm sitting here going, so did his other project fail? Because usually that's what happens. You try something new, you fucking fail, and then the editors go, just make the old shit again. That's why fucking <laughs> Naruto Part 2 is just called Bolto. <laughs> and this is like this is the thing where I don't want to say things because I really don't want to spoil Burn the Witch because I actually think it's really good. And I've been shilling it like every week. Um but I I do feel like to an extent, 
like so the bleach one shot is not a one shot there's going to be like a new arc or a new series but they're using the one shot to essentially transition out of like the original bleach manga so we're not going to just jump back into bleach like chapter 680 or whatever it would be so like the new bleach series will probably be called bleach insert you know subtitle or whatever and start at chapter one after the one shot which you might guess yeah um but i mean just again without trying to spoil too much of burn the witch i mean you don't you don't have to say anything it was just more of a did this project die so that another project can come up because um what was it the uh kakaguri guy uh did you hear about the controversy he caused a few months back no uh so uh i think he finished kakaguri he made uh an isekai um a phoenix right isekai manga basically mm-hmm. didn't really take off got canned or whatever and then he made a new one and he put oh, in oh this was the pair all all he, he made <laughs> he made a parody i know that. where he uh he had a main character and uh his main character you know childhood friend they're in a village uh looks like you know she's about to confess and then he's killed by uh the uh i forget what the term was but uh essentially think of the justice league right of isekai so so you have you have kirito You've got uh, slime, slime tensei. You've got uh, jobless Baru. reincarnation. You've got uh, Baru, Tanya. Yeah, you've got please, Subaru. Please got tell me Tanya. the vending machine. Please tell me there's a vending machine. No, no, but but essentially what he did was he took. Uh, Bro, that's when we got reincarnated as a vending machine. Now they're not going to have that in the Justice League. We don't know. It he, might be. He, next he time. took the twelve most popular isekai titles he took their main characters and made them the quote-unquote justice league in his isekai world so his main <laughs> character isn't isekai but all of those characters are and they're all giant fucking assholes so he gets <laughs> killed by one of those guys his childhood friend gets killed and then raped and like the whole thing was just like all of those characters and they're fucking evil and fucking up the world and his main character was going to go and kill all the other ones and they didn't like that <laughs> the, 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 the problem is it was so on the fucking nose on who was who that he got called out by fucking everyone and that thing got axed the first name was honda <laughs> yeah Literally just named Honda. Like there was, there was not even an attempt to hide <laughs> the parody. Ah, <laughs> uh, I would, I would have read the shit out of that though. I wish that it went on. I, I read the first chapter and I was like, that is a lot. Uh, here, let me actually uh, show you the picture, and you guys can just see how on the nose every character design is. There, there, there's not Aqua, there's not Kirito, there's uh, not uh, fucking Overlord Lord Dude. There's not <laughs> that is Anya. definitely Overlord Dude. <laughs> no, it's not. It's, 
<laughs> well, I was surprised that I saw that. What that actually reminded me of was the what is it? The the witch's bride or whatever? Yeah. It reminds yeah, me of him. It doesn't remind me of Momo. Yeah. Uh there there's Honda over there. Uh there, <laughs> there's not Tanya in the corner. I don't know who the green haired dude's supposed to be. I don't either. Uh, Looks like fucking but bottom left is not slime. Yeah. They have fucking not Kata, Katarina in there, and that one really fucking confused me. Hmm. It's like it looks like fucking Enki dude. That's not a fucking Isekai. So I mean that story got that manga got X, but you know what's Nagin X? Mm-hmm. Fucking JoJo part nine, let's go. Oh shit, isn't there a new Wait, did they out? like did he announce or confirm it or what? Yeah, so not only are we getting part nine. We are getting a manga spinoff where it is Josuke and Whole Horse as the main characters. What? Wait, wait, wait what? <laughs> yes! Yeah, I'm confused. Wait. <laughs> Part wait, 4 what? Josuke okay. and Whole Horse, a manga I... spinoff. Alright. So... Together? Like, together? Or they're each getting their right. own? Together. Alright. <laughs> so, I know I don't know much about fucking JoJo. I have a lot of questions. I'm an anime watcher, and I haven't watched part one or two. But wait, what parts I, did you watch? I fucking started at what three? Three. I started three. Crusaders on, and then I watched the, uh, four. The, the so, so you know the two characters. <laughs> like so you but, already like, know the two characters. But like, what the fuck? So, uh, I'm I'm not gonna say that you know, Araki jumped the shark, but I mean, kind of jumped it on part one to begin with. Uh, <laughs> But in uh, one of the later ones, uh, they actually do universe reset. Oh, so, uh, is that the guy who has like fucking four balls or some shit? Yeah, that's eight. That's part eight. That's, that's part eight, which is also interesting. The, because if you tell me the universe reset, right? Because if you tell me that Josuke and Whole Horse are getting spinoffs, <laughs> my first question was which Josuke it was yeah, actually my mind. Like, that was my thought. <laughs> So Fuji, the four balls guy is also Josuke. Bro, I'm fucking now. I gotta become a manga reader and shit. <laughs> what the fuck, man? This is fucked up. Well, so I mean, never mind. I was gonna, I was gonna say something, but I realized oh, no. that Egg, Egg probably specifically said it in the way that he said it to not spoil the thing that I was about to say. Don't, yeah, don't I, that's shit. what I'm guessing. Yeah, I, I, I say it that way specifically because so, it, it's just something that happens, and it's not ever really told to you as a reader you just start reading and you're like what the fuck is going on but i mean that's most of jojo so eh? yeah fuji if you're anime only you will get answers soon partly answers man look at this point i feel like i might as well try to put aside the time to fucking read it because I'm confused. JoJo's uh, JoJo's really <laughs> is that series where just whenever anybody starts talking about JoJo's, one of the first thing that pops into my mind is the Boondock Saints thing. It's, it's, it's <laughs> fucking JoJo's. Like I'm not going to understand without knowing shit. This is not possible. You can tell me fucking Josuke <laughs> ate a monkey's left nut and it saved him from fucking Martin Luther King, and you know what I wouldn't know? I I'd have to accept it, but like, but how and why? What's the lore behind it? 
Like that that's how fucking JoJo's works for me. I, I just don't understand unless I'm there. It's a bizarre adventure, man. It's bizarre as fuck. I mean, it was bizarre when you had the fucking twelve year old boy, six foot two, four hundred pounds of solid bulk muscle. <laughs> I already had some issues. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. Tell me this kid is 14. <laughs> he's built like Brock Lesnar at, at age 32, and he's 14. <laughs> what was what I doing wrong? has he been eating? This is Japan, right? <laughs> I mean, Josuke loses his muscle, though. I mean, not Josuke, uh, Jotaro. Well, I was gonna say it yeah. wasn't. It so, wasn't Japan, though. Like at least not. Yeah, I know the first part few, one. Part one and part two. But part three and part four is. Yeah, yeah. Part three and part four definitely is. Yeah. Uh but yeah, yeah part nine is confirmed. Jutaro was fifteen. Was he fifteen? Yeah. Yeah. Um I think yeah, so. Let me uh I just throw this. He's, just, he's either like fifteen he's either like fifteen up through seventeen. It's like one he's one of those three ages because he's a high school student. I I will say the one thing I kind of didn't like about uh Stardust Crusaders is you can tell time is flowing, but you can't tell how much time is flowing considering how fucking far they had to travel. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually not a very big fan of Stardust Crusaders, to be honest. It's it's probably dead last in my parts tier list. It's okay for me. It's definitely down there, though. It goes on for way longer than it needs to. For sure. There's so much filler. And, like, it's technically not filler, but, like, it feels like filler. And yeah, I feel like sure. I feel like canon material that feels like filler is just worse than just having filler. <laughs> How well, many times? Well, you know Ola... why it went like that, right? <laughs> yes, yes. No, I know exactly why. Yeah. Um... How many times will Polinarov get attacked at the bathroom? <laughs> Or how he no, is the a, actual... after the first time, you would think he'd start using the buddy system. Yeah, yeah man. You know, it'd be yeah. like, "Hey, I know this is gonna sound girly right now, but can one of y'all come to the bathroom with me?" Spoil <laughs> it... me for a second. Does Ponorak fucking come back by some miracle? Yes, he does I... come back. How the fuck? Right, wait, so I wait, wait are we? Have you, are have we you talking seen? about post part five, or are you are talking you... about part five? Post part five. Oh no, no. no. Part five. No. Part five. This is part five. Okay, yeah. that's what I'm about to say. Like, how the hell does he come back, bro? Turtle Nerf. He's French. <laughs> He's French. <laughs> uh, part nine's title is gonna be JoJo Land. JoJo Land. JoJo Leon. I think it's supposed to be JoJo. No, Land. that's part what I heard. <laughs> but yeah. Oh. JoJo Lands. Yes, JoJo Lance. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I've JoJo got no Gator. idea how this man actually keeps making stories. I do not know either. In, in, in a world where the next hype announcement from video game development says, hey, we're remaking that old game that you guys really like because we can't think of anything new that you guys will like. <laughs> Araki's out here just fucking, yeah, President Washington, go. <laughs> he fights a dinosaur. Yeah. 
I mean, Dio is in every part except eight, probably. I didn't even read all eight, so he may be in eight. If not Dio, then some extension of Dio. I was gonna say he wasn't in Diamond. He oh yeah, sort of. It this is this is why I was gonna say how technical are we getting here? (laughs) Because there were flashbacks in Diamond with Dio. I mean, he wasn't in part two. Joe, uh, I need to, to fucking understand it. God damn it! Was he not? Was he not like the very, very end? No, no. Hmm. Oh wait, no, he wasn't. Okay. Yeah. Yes. On on a technicality, it might be only part two, and then potentially eight, which I haven't read yet. So Fuji, watch part one and two. You yes. have Netflix, right? Yeah. All right, yeah, just watch part one and two. Part one is only six episodes, anyways. Super quick. What? Yeah, yeah. If JoJo was a very different oh, thing, <laughs> it was a yeah, very <laughs> different. <laughs> Remember, JoJo came out during Fist of the North Star era. Yes, it did. Yeah, yeah. that's how old it is. Fuck. <laughs> you know what the more fucked up part is? Do you have look to at picture? Look at pictures of Araki when he started, and look at it now. And he's yeah. doing that fucking reverse aging that all the Japanese, like, <laughs> high-profile <laughs> Japanese developers and shit do. Where it's like, you, you look at them at just starting, they're like, man, you look like you're in your mid-40s. You must be old as fuck. You look at them now, they're like, all right, well, who the fuck is this? This guy's 22. And it's been 30 years since that last picture. Araki is 61, Fuji. Oh, shit. Give me the pictures right now. Hand them over. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Wait, can I just search him by age? Wait, hold on. I have the perfect picture here for you. Uh, no, no, I don't. I might. <laughs> I'm gonna Google um, Araki, twenty-two years old. Uh, yeah, I have the perfect picture right here for you. Let me put it in the chat. Yeah, I want to see this. If he's not posing, I don't want to see it. <laughs> he's, he's not posing. Fucking posing, bro. AJ. Yeah. Uh, this always makes me so uh, regretful that we never got photos or footage of us doing the JoJo poses in the Japanese arcade. <laughs> Dude, people were hyping out so bad, and we didn't even think to get oh, any wait, of them. Weren't you guys cosplaying? Yes. Yes. Jesus. Huh? Huh? No way. 1980. 87, 90, Yeah, that's the one I wanted to find. <laughs> What is your secret, bitch? Red <laughs> Jojo. Eighteen sixty-eight. <laughs> he is an immortal vampire. Where do you think he got his inspiration? He was just recounting his uh his biography. He's actually just writing all the biography. Mix the numbers up a little bit. Make some money. Wow, you sixty-two? Sixty-one. What? Nah, you lying. I don't believe him. I don't believe him. I don't believe him. But he's alive. And the if you watch part one and two, you don't skip it. They talk about how people are able to remain youthful. Nah, this nigga's a vampire, dude. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's that's one of the two options. (laughs) I'm not accepting anything (laughs) otherwise. 
he feeds off his fucking readers viewership yeah. i hope it's that wholesome real right if you guys had access to the stone mask would she use it uh probably not because i already have an aversion to needles so i don't want fucking tendrils stabbing through my head without prior knowledge <laughs> um i'll take the l so fuji stone mask you put blood on the mask uh-huh. it, and then your head your brain gets spiked with like tendrils yes okay but so, in exchange for that moment of pain you get immortality you also uh, get steroided can i get back. can i get the cars version? you can't go in the sunlight i can't so i become a vampire yeah yeah fuck the sun i hate the can, sun already can i get oh. the cars version <laughs> you have to get the jewel so we're but i could get the cars version fuji <laughs> hasn't got to that that's the worst part <laughs> he doesn't know about I, killer squirrels I, I don't know what happened killer squirrels <laughs> don't worry about it uh, say i it. need to get shit out of this god damn short short <laughs> answer short answer is uh yes probably yo fuji I, uh, <laughs> yeah check uh look at the um Sakurai image that I just posted. Bro, did you look at him at 23? Yeah, dude. I was just about to say 23 versus anything else on there is actually insane. You just changed your hairstyle. God damn it, the Japanese. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like you got younger, dude. See? <laughs> like, I see the youthful smile, but I also see, like... Nah, fuck you, dude. You're immortal. <laughs> no wonder you charge full price for fucking Nintendo games. I see your game. You're fucking uh, renting out the goddamn Fountain of Youth or some shit. <laughs> yeah, dude, you ask him about, like, whatever. You ask him about, like, Smash 64. He's like, oh, that game I made yesterday? <laughs> my favorite yeah. is what made him uh choose to like make smash what is that i don't know that he got tired he felt bad for like watching people in the arcade and kof so he's oh like god I need, <laughs> I need to make a fighting game that's accessible for <laughs> anybody <laughs> you're telling me that he was so good at hurting people he's like i can't keep doing this <laughs> Like these people don't get a turn to play. <laughs> I will put tripping in my game. <laughs> that, that was later. If someone else is too good. What if the good person trips? <laughs> Perfect. You definitely guy is, thought about that after watching, you know, high level melee. This guy is fucked up. I don't like that. That's fucked up. <laughs> That's really fucked up. I'm so good. I want other people to fucking be able to play the game, bro. <laughs> This is not coming from the heart. This comes from you being bored. Hey, bro. <laughs> I want to make everybody can't be evil. If it was me, I definitely would have kept just watching people. <laughs> <laughs> just, I, I can't keep watching people, man. <laughs> I look at that guy. He's crying. <laughs> Fuck! I did it again. After fucking school, God, I, I, I said I was gonna play again. Fuck. Did you? Speaking of which, did you guys ever see that clip of that streamer crying? 
for a Mortal Kombat tournament. Like, they're playing a Mortal Kombat tournament. So you got to be real specific. I see a lot of streamers crying. <laughs> There's a Mortal Kombat tournament, and this streamer is crying because... Uh, this is the Shiba. Shiba, 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 Shiba yes. Yeah, the Shiba Stomp clip, yeah. The Shiba Stomp one. See, she was thinking, but she just didn't know what the answer was. <laughs> she was thinking, but just, if you know the answer, you're just going to get fucking stomped. Dude, I mean, straight up, though, honestly, it's shit like that event that basically, like, completely undermines the entire idea of the FGC. <laughs> It's like, let's just put a whole bunch of people that don't know shit about the game in a tournament and, like, let the game look really bad. It'll be fine. Yeah. You're going to get at least one or two people who do, I don't know, let's just say, uh, you know, Shiva Stomp or current days. I don't know, someone who don't know how to do with fucking the gap in so far, so far, slash. And they're going to be like, damn, he can, that's all he has to do. <laughs> and that's it. Now, now the game looks like shit. Well, what was the point of that event anyway, actually? What was the sponsor? I don't know. It was for money. Yeah, I don't know either. That sucks. <laughs> actually, that sucks even more. And you can't forget about the classic. Which one? Which one? There's a lot of classics. <laughs> you going to learn today. Ah, you going to learn today. <laughs> 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 this, this, is what you, this is all you do in your house? <laughs> I like how Justin questions himself for one second and he's like, let's fucking go. Nope, never mind. Yep. <laughs> you go learn things. Um... <laughs> Egg, where can people find you at if you want people to find you? A ghost can't be found. All right. <laughs> Just go to events and look for the dude that has an egg beater as a necklace. Uh, no, he has the Chaos Emeralds. Look for the guy on on the Sonic the Fighters cab, dude. You'll know who I am. Chaos Emeralds and the egg beaters. Yep. On one chain. <laughs> Two chains. I'd be suplexing someone. <laughs> Um, Fuji, where can people find you at? Uh, Twitter at Wafuji the God. My previous at was stolen by the Russians, <laughs> so that's lore for later, I guess. Literally stolen by the Russians, by the way. I'm not joking. If you look that shit up, uh, Fuji I the remember God, that. actual Russians. I also stole one of my Steam accounts. I'm literally haunted by the Russians, by the way. <laughs> Hey, man, at, at least you didn't get fucking banned from Twitter for an interaction with your mutual. Oh, you got fucked. Yeah. <laughs> you got super fucked. <laughs> um, Fuji, do you stream as well still? I, I uh, like I said before, I'm going to start fucking drawing, so I'm definitely going to start streaming. Okay. Uh, I'm going to do all kinds of shit. Where can people find you on Twitch? Uh, it should be twitch.tv slash Fujiwario. Uh, I don't think I need to spell that shit, but I will. F-U-J-I-W-A-R-W-A-R-I-O. Uh, Auntie, where can people find you at? Uh, Twitter at AntiquarianZon. Speaking of stolen usernames, 
at Antiquarian is taken by some defunct bookstore. <laughs> I mean, at least that makes sense. I know it does, which it makes does. me angry because I need them to relinquish it. Oh my god! <laughs> I I still need to keep attacking the at fucking Fujiwara Twitter account <laughs> because they just won't relinquish that shit to me. Is it active? Um, let me check. It's been a long time. All right, AJ, where can we find you at? <laughs> uh, at top underscore dog underscore AJ. Um, egg sign us out. Man, this bitch posted fucking 23 seconds ago. I'm fucked. <laughs> yeah, bookstore posted yeah. this month, too. God damn it. <laughs> well, uh, all right, kids. Remember, a cucumber ain't nothing but a pickle. What? I... Peace out, am, y'all. I, am I wrong I'm... though? Shut up. <laughs> I don't need this in my life. It's Sunday. Fuck you. No, I didn't get the command right. Do it fucking correctly then. Come on, you got it. <laughs> Fuck. Give us a different sign out, Fuji. Uh, let's fucking go. That's, there it is. That's how we start. Okay, yeah. let's fucking go out. <laughs> Look, man, you're typing and you're not typing fast enough. I'm waiting for a good one. If she's plus, I'm plus. <laughs> you're negative if you're a bitch. <laughs> <laughs>